Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back why are you laughing uh just such a fake person no <laughs> well, yeah that's true that is true that's accurate um i am fake fake phony bitch um anyway, hello everyone welcome back to another episode of the reality is as always it's where i'm here with my uh fake phony bitch brother hey here we are are you okay yeah what because your favorite bow tie nugget got fired from Fox News. Oh, it's very funny. I am okay. I was um, juicy ham and Don Lemon got the at the same time. They got the yeah, booze. Okay, what is going on with the news? Because BuzzFeed shut down. Mm-hmm. BuzzFeed News shut down. Then we got this uh, Tucker Carlson news yesterday, which is very exciting for us. We're like, okay, great, wonderful. I'm so glad he's not going to be there anymore. And then Don Lemon put out not even like a – so lately the thing is like iOS. Everyone calls it your iOS, Apple iOS no, uh, uh, press releases, which means that somebody went into their notes app and wrote a note and then screenshot it and posted it online. <laughs> His look like he did it on Microsoft Paint. Like, I don't know what that was, but it was just, I was like, what program did you use? Did you, where yeah. did, what did you do that on? Was it on an Instagram? I don't know. But he said that he was like, oh, um, and then CNN tweeted. And they were like, actually, we, we offered you to speak with management and you refused. Um, so like. All this stuff happened, and then apparently a bunch of people were like, oh, at CNN. I mean, sorry, at ESPN, too. Yeah, but ESPN has had layoffs like this, like, multiple times in the last five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think Disney also had layoffs, and Facebook has had layoffs, and Microsoft has had layoffs. Everybody's yeah, what, having layoffs. Yeah, everyone's having layoffs. You know who's not having layoffs? Who's that? Big Pharma. <laughs> and I think we know why, by Ooh. the way. I think we found out this afternoon why. Why? Because they hike up the pricing, uh, the prices of medication at random. Oh, that, our, that our parents need. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, they do. Um, you know, I was at the doctor yesterday with my uh, little guy, Noah, because I thought he had pink eye because his eyes were sealed shut because he has such bad allergies. And it turns out he doesn't have pink eye, but he did have really bad allergies and he rubbed his eyes so much that he ended up giving himself an eye infection because kids are disgusting. Uh And the issue was that usually when he has allergies and his Mm -hmm. eyes swell up or like get red, we have there's a drops called uh, Pataday and you put those in and he's fine. Completely sold out. Like no matter which pharmacy we went to, it was completely sold out. So I'm at the pediatrician and I'm like telling him, you know, we couldn't get the drops in. And I think like... I think something bad happened to his eyes. He may have scratched himself or whatever. And the, and the doctor was like, no, you know, there's a big problem in this country because during flu season, we ran out of amoxicillin. And now it's allergy season and we're not prepared for allergies, for, for people to have their medication for allergies. And he was like, there's a problem in this country with being prepared for these medical issues that we know are going to happen. Every year people have allergies. Every year people have the flu. And he was like, telling me he was really frustrated because he's like, I've had so many kids come in like this, whatever. He goes, oh, but you know what? I'm sorry. That's not for you to be bothered with. You're just a mom. It doesn't matter what the pharmaceuticals do. You're just here with your child. And I was like, oh, yeah. I have no idea what the pharmaceuticals are doing. Mm-mm, not me. I don't even know how to say that word. I thought it was pharmaceuticals. <laughs> it starts with an F or a PH. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it was very awkward. But uh, yeah, anyway, lots of layoffs. Um, yes. But what's more exciting about the Tucker Carlson stuff is that apparently, so there's two thoughts. One is he was fired because there is a, a harassment lawsuit that's coming out. Um I forgot the name of the woman who was suing him, but apparently it's a big fucking deal. It's like a multi-million dollar, hundreds of millions of dollar lawsuit that's coming out. And he's like named pretty high up in there as a a very um, terrible person. And then the other thing that people are saying is that because of the Dominion settlement that Fox News had, they think that maybe he was like part of the settlement was that you can no longer have the people on tv that were pushing uh these conspiracy theories but then i would think that would be like everybody on fox news yeah i don't think like so uh, i don't know what the reason i was shocked when it happened i lit a candle for tuck <laughs> um no i didn't uh but I, the way that i like and maybe this is just because I, of all the succession that we've been watching I just, you know, I don't think it has anything to do with anything uh, like horrible that he did because he's obviously been doing horrible shit this entire time, right? Mm-hmm. I think Fox News has realized that they have squeezed um, the money out of peddling lies to mm-hmm. its fu- well. They haven't they haven't squeezed it to its full extent. They've squeezed it to a level where they will not be. Like, if they go any further, they will not be welcomed into polite society anymore. Which, mm. you know, the sad thing is, these people are still being welcomed into, like, polite society because they're just yeah. still so fucking rich, right? So I think that's what they've realized. They have the, the lawsuit for it. So they're like, you know what? Let's just get rid of them. Let's just try to let's, let's try to um, switch it up just a little bit. Because fucking Hannity's still there, right? Yeah, that's true. He's still there. All those election deniers are still there. Um, so, you know, maybe this is just some sort of sacrifice they're doing. But um, I was thinking, you know, because both of them got let go at the same time, essentially, mm-hmm. him and Don mm-hmm. Lemon. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and like because I read the New York Post because I'm a garbage person, um, <laughs> the New York Post had like this entire section. They called it like putting the squeeze on lemon or the lemon squeeze or something like that. <laughs> because it was all about like, oh, Don Lemon got fired. This is such a big story. And then they just had like a little blurb about Tucker Carlson being let yeah. go, right? Yeah. Because uh, obviously it's all owned by one giant corporation, yeah. right? Yeah. But I was thinking like, how, like, do you really care about Don Lemon? I don't care about Don Lemon. Like, he was great during like the first couple of months of the pandemic and him and what's his face the the terrible brother who we all love the brothers oh my god i loved him so much the, Co- the cuomo. cuomo brothers yeah Chris cuomo. Chris cuomo. yeah we all loved him but like now cuomo. <laughs> <laughs> but like like tucker carlson leaving i think is a way bigger deal to conservatives than don lemon is uh to liberals i don't think liberals are really on board with so don i lemon do anymore. i do think that like most liberals, I mean, a lot of people I know don't care, but I know a lot of black people do care about Don Lemon getting fired. And allegedly the way that he did get fired, which is that he was kind of just, you know, uh, kicked out. Like there was no, uh, you know, that there was not, there was no warning, whatever, all this stuff. So to people I think who care about him, they do, they are um, a little bit upset about it. But I think the Tucker Carlson thing is also a bigger deal because if you watch Fox News, like you watch mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson, if I'm watching the news, yeah, like if I'm watching liberal news, I throw on CNN. I'm just like, well, I'll just catch whoever is on. I'm not like tuning in to watch Don Lemon or like yeah. tuning in to watch like Rachel Maddow. Like I'm not tuning in to watch those things. I will catch a clip of it online if I want to, but I'm not like tuning in to watch these programs on like CNN and MSNBC. I think the Fox News viewer is a conservative older person who sits down to watch these television shows, right? To, to watch so, their favorite guy. To watch their favorite bowtie bigot, right? Like they yeah. don't to them that's why I think it matters more. But apparently like they're going to lose lots of money from it, which is good, I guess. They, but they're, they're also not, so rich, already rich, like Kendall, Kendall Roy says. Already rich, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so with the news, right? This is the other thing I was thinking about. So Tucker Carlson probably got paid a shitload of money. I know Sean Hannity makes a shitload of money. All these anchors make a lot of money, right? Yeah. But like... What is the news to you now? It it doesn't seem like the news changes anybody's mind about anything anymore. No. Right? It's all just like content. It's like content that you like and it gives you comfort. Um, Like I watch MSNBC during the elections uh, because especially when the when the the Democrats are doing well because they're really bitchy about it and they're really sarcastic and it's hilarious. But they're still like, you know, very like... um, they're so very academic in their um, in, in how they approach it. And that yeah, Steve I, guy. Steve Kornacki. I, I was Steve. just going to say, yeah. the only time I really care is when Steve Kornacki's on. I'm about to tell you, I'm going to thirst over his nerdy ass. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Run those numbers for me, buddy. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big John King guy also on CNN because oh, he's yeah, really you good do with love the maps. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he is completely useless. The other 300. Well, not even the other 300. The other whatever. Like... <laughs> 1400 days between like the four year elections. He is a useless person. <laughs> Did you know he was married to Dana Bash? Oh, I didn't know that. Good for divorce them. Divorced now. Well, they're oh, divorced now. Not good for and, them. But they well, still have to work them. together. 
Oh my god. That's a that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Well, yeah, I just don't really care about the news like that, but I'm always happy to see uh an idiot no longer be, you know, to be deplatformed. But the thing is he's not gonna be deplatformed. You of know, like not. the 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 idiots that actually bought into that bullshit are gonna find him. Like, you know, I I imagine that piece of shit Elon Musk is gonna hand him a bunch of money and be like, Oh, I'm this is I'm doing this for free speech while he talks about like leprechauns stealing the election or some whatever bullshit, right? So that's still gonna go on. Um but yeah, hopefully what it means is like the you know, I, I do think that there are mainstream conservatives. I, I do feel that there are conservatives that are uh, good people at the end of the day that uh, hopefully will not have be subjected to Tucker Carlson's lies or whatever. I don't know how much it was affecting them or not. I, I, I don't know why you would still be a member of the Republican Party, but there are people that exist. Right. So it's a good thing that they don't get they don't have to watch his bullshit anymore. Um, and also, like. Do you remember Tucker Carlson from like the early 2000s? Like, do you remember when Jon Stewart destroyed him? Yeah, I do. Like, why are we taking this person so seriously? Like, he was on MSNBC for a little bit because he couldn't find a home because he got destroyed. And then he went to Fox News because he's just a crazy person. And he just yeah. he's was just crazy. He's been fired from all three networks. Incredible. Yeah. Also, he, he grew up filthy fucking rich. Like, his. Yeah, yeah anyways. Yeah. He sucks. Yeah. Um, he was just going to go to like OAN, right? Which is like the Trump yeah. News Network or whatever. Yeah. Right. OAN or. He'll get like a serious radio station yeah. right out into or, the sun. Or like uh, like the Joe Rogan experience or some channel or some nonsense like that. So whatever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, in other news, we didn't really talk about it because this happened while we were on a break. Uh, but it was the Jonathan Major News. Yeah. Uh, the major Jonathan major news. So listen, <laughs> I don't know if you've been living under a rock, but basically um, he was arrested. There was a domestic violence charge against him. He was arrested for um, choking his girlfriend. And uh, initially the news came out and everybody was just like fucking horrified. And then there was all this news that came out that was like, no, it was like a routine procedure. Like it was just a an argument that they got into and the police has to arrest a man if you're in that situation. And then his lawyer, whose name is Bria Chaudhry, she's the <laughs> got to represent for the South Asians. She was also the lawyer for uh, Jen Shah. So yeah. I don't. I don't think she's very good at her job because she was his lawyer and she was like, no, we're going to prove that he's innocent. There's a series of text messages and videos and pictures and we're going to prove that he's innocent. This is just a big misunderstanding. Then she released the text messages between uh, this man and his girlfriend and they're really bad. Like they don't prove that he's innocent. They actually make him sound like he is physically and verbally and emotionally abusive to this woman like it's really Mm -hmm. terrible and he thought and she thought that they were gonna prove that he was not guilty and then the news just kind of went away and then last week he was dropped by his pr agency and his agent his like management company which is like massive And you and I were talking about it and it was like, okay, well, this wouldn't happen unless there was other shit going on that they're like, we can't, we can't put out this fire. Like we are the people that put out fires and we can't, we can't put this one out. 
So yeah. whatever came out that came out was going to come out about him was going to be pretty bad. And also at the time when the news came out about him being arrested, a whole bunch of people from like the acting scene in New York City came out and said, we are like, we've known him since he was at Yale and at Juilliard. And like, we've known him to be an absolute sociopath all these years. Right? Really? I didn't know that. Yes, yes. A bunch of people who came out and said that. And like, look, I think that there's, I think it's interesting, right? Because like, obviously, when news comes out about a person of color, you have to view the fact that there is going to be, there are going to be people who say things and interpret things or like believe things based on the fact that this person is black or brown or whatever, right? Like, so there is that, like, you have to check your own bias to be like, hmm. Are people saying this because it's an opportunity to jump on a person of color because they're just inherently racist? But I think that as like we talk about you talk you talk a lot about like the gray area that we're in of the world where like we are learning to check our own bias while also being like, no, this is an objectively bad thing. Like mm -hmm. even people of color can be terrible, terrible people, and it's okay to call them out on it. So yeah, all this stuff came out about him back then and then Recently, he got dropped, and then they there's news that came out that said that there's now multiple people who have come out since he was arrested, and there's, like, way more, way worse accusations against him of all of, like, the terrorizing he's been doing to women for mm -hmm. years. It's, it's, it's terrible. He dropped, like, like, Mickey Mouse. You dropped the Mickey Mouse bag, okay? Walt Disney. <laughs> you had a marble bag okay yeah my god so that part is you know whatever he's gonna lose it. like i think essentially his career is over now i think it's once done. you yeah. once you once you lose like your pr people um yeah. i think that's when it's over and, and and i think they're like the pr people and the lawyers are kind of getting smarter to this stuff also um yeah. like if you recall like you know when the me too stuff happened initially like harvey weinstein kept not only his own PR people, he was able to hire, you know, some very notable uh, lawyers, liberal mm -hmm. lawyers, like, you know, uh, lawyers that have represented women, like, you know, women's rights lawyers and all these people, right? And he was able to hire them because of who he is, right? Yeah. And it's like, wait, I understand that everybody has the right to an attorney, everybody has a right to be defended or whatever. But like, Look at this fucking story. Like, why? Like, you don't have to do this. This yeah. is a piece of shit. You're you you don't have to be the person. And they did it because of who Harvey Weinstein was in the world. I think yeah. you know at that point people didn't realize that people we weren't aware that you could like a person of that much prominence could be taken down because we'd never seen that, and yeah. because he had like a thirty year track record of being abusive and it being like a very open open thing like yeah. you know an open secret you, an open secret like when you know when harvey weinstein before all this stuff came out i think even i knew about well you know harvey weinstein just he he sleeps with actresses like he's just he's like that like you know like that horrible producer it was just like a unknown thing it was a joke that yeah, people like, used to i make. remember yeah i remember going to like a ucb show Mm -hmm. Back in like the early 2000s, and there were like comedians that were making jokes about Harvey Weinstein being a creep. Yeah, because he was. Everyone yeah. knew, but nobody did anything about it, right? Yeah. So I think these lawyers are getting a little bit smarter to this stuff, and they are, and the PR people are getting a little bit smarter to this stuff. And that's the reason why this thing happened with Jonathan um, uh, Majors happened as quickly as it did, right? 
Now, the other part that you said, I, I think, you know, I, I'm going to think about a couple of things when it comes to this situation. The first is, okay, you hear the news and you're like, well, Jonathan Majors is a huge star and yeah. he is so big in the world. Like, this doesn't make sense. Why would he, why would he do this? Right. Mm -hmm. I think that is the tendency people have, especially somebody who was like kind of universally beloved. Right. Yeah. He was somebody who was like, oh, look at Jonathan Majors. Look at how cut he is. Look at how hot he is. All this other stuff. Right. I think people and also, were. Also because he put on a very like if you watched him in interviews, his whole mm -hmm. thing was this like gentle masculinity. That was his yeah, whole exactly. thing of yeah. like a soft masculine dude. So, yep. Oh, my God. It, it was like so it's like very appealing or whatever. Right. So it, it, when you first hear about it and, and this is a sad thing that we're learning. And, you know, I think I kind of stepped into this um, the last time that we spoke with the soccer star or whatever. Right. Especially for when it comes to I don't I listen. I am not going back down that road. Um, but when it comes to rich men being accused of uh, of like assault and stuff like this. Right. The tendency for most men in the past. I think it's evolving now. But I think a, a lot of men still think, well, he's being set up. Right. That's what that's what yeah. the reaction is. Right. Yeah. I, I think a lot about um, Deshaun Watson, which is somebody we haven't gotten into uh, on this podcast, but we talk about a lot. Right. He's allowed to play football. He gets paid yeah. a lot of money. But like if you actually read about the stuff that he's been accused of and all this other stuff, it's terrible. And I'm like, well, why don't I hate Deshaun Watson? Now, I love this. Like I loved Deshaun Watson when he was coming out because he had this great backstory or whatever. So mm -hmm. when the, the cases kept piling up and kept piling up, like I had to be like, there was a moment I was like, well, would I feel this way if this was Ben Roethlisberger being accused of this stuff? Would I still like want to not believe it or would I believe yeah. it earlier? Right. And it's yeah. like, well, that's, you know, I understand that we want to be people that are um, that are aware of, um, you know, what happens to marginalized people in this yeah. country and how quickly how quickly the the narrative changes when it comes to marginalized people at the same time it's like you said right everyone is capable of doing heinous acts yeah. right so that's and that was I, I you know it was when i read those text messages that that lady that that lawyer shared um mm -hmm. when i was like oh this is horrible because it it was like it was sad reading yeah. what that what she had written right like you can you know the lawyer presenting terrified of her life it's terrible exactly and it's like the lawyer presented this as like oh no see she's perfectly fine and it's like well no the lawyer is presenting this for a certain type of individual that and the type of individual uh that she was presenting it for are the people that think that all men get set up right yes. that is who she's trying to appeal to and you're like well no this is actually just horrible having said all that right I think we can still look at this situation and say, well, I don't think Jonathan Majors, I don't think, I, I don't want to see him anymore. Um, you know, I, whatever his situation is, I, you know, I wanted to get whatever the legal impl implications are. I hope, you know, I, I wish all the people that, um, that are, uh, that were abused by him get all of the help and support that they need before anything else. Right. Yeah. Once you, but once you untangle all of that stuff, you can look at other parts of the story and not still be rooting for Jonathan Majors. Like you can criticize other parts of the story and, and not be rooting for Jonathan Majors. So like that Ezra Miller, right? The Flash. Yep. Yeah. He, he hasn't been dropped by his agency. They. I don't think so. Right. Yeah. They, yeah. sorry. They haven't been dropped by, by their exactly. agency. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's like, and they're a marginalized, uh, you know, person or whatever, but that doesn't mean that they're not a piece of shit. They're a piece of shit. They're, um, they're an active piece of shit. Like they are constantly in the news. Yeah. And it's very confusing why they haven't been dropped uh, by – I mean, there's, like, video footage of them yeah. choking fans. Like, yes. So, yeah, it is – exactly. So it, it, I think that, like, you can have that – I think both can be true. Both can be mm-hmm. true that, like, Jonathan Majors is a bad person who should be dropped from his – his management team and his PR agency for all of the terrible things that he's done. And Ezra Miller is also a person that should be scrutinized just as, as much because they are also doing terrible things. And that yeah. we do live in a society that, that weighs one heavier than the other. And yep. it's, I don't know. I don't know why Ezra Miller is still a person. I fucking watched the new flash trailer today. And I got so excited about it. I watched it too. It. He he sent it to me in multiple groups, and then we talked about how great it looks. <laughs> it looks so good, stupid ass Ezra Miller. God, <laughs> <laughs> we may be the problem here. I yeah, think, I think this we is are. The yeah, that's the problem. It's actually just my husband. He's been telling. He's been gassing up this goddamn Flash movie to me for like years. There's two Michael different Batman in it. Be, Michael Keaton's gonna be in it. Okay, I got it. You told me the first time. And because then you know what he goes back in time and then yeah Faha, they get it <laughs> you nerd nerd uh, uh, anyway boy. all right um what else do we have going on um i wrote some stuff down and then i lost it um you want to just talk about some- oh no one more thing um aaron rogers rogers oh yeah aaron rogers is officially <laughs> your guy he, got, he came out of his hidey hole, he thought about it, and then he said, I'm going to New Jersey because I love myself a fat sandwich. Yeah, buddy. Are you so, excited? For I'm excited. A-Rod? I'm going to run, in, run into him at the Trader Joe's here in East Hanover. Uh, your husband was part of a group uh, where we we're trying to get box seats for the Jets Eagles games. So that's how excited he is about that anti-vaxxer Aaron Rodgers. Um, but yeah, yeah it should be exciting. Head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like 15 people. Like the box seats are like $30,000 for like oh. the, for like the suite. Um, so he's like, uh, apparently your husband's ready to spend two grand to watch Aaron Rodgers. How about that? <laughs> yeah, How do you feel I, about I, that? <laughs> I don't, I don't feel good about it at all. Actually. I feel really bad about it. <laughs> you're taking, you're taking money from a pharmaceutical for your job, and then you are throwing it away on somebody who's anti-vax. <laughs> <laughs> Who also, by the way, gets paid by a pharmaceutical. Incredible. Yeah, I know. But is uh, is our boy um, is what is the uh, coach of the Jets still the uh, Lebanese gentleman? Bob Sala. Gentleman. Yeah. Yeah, Robert. Robert Sala. Yes, yeah, he is. I'll support him. The, I think they're giving him one more year, hopefully, Brother Salah, inshallah, um, because <laughs> it's been it's been really really rough for Bob. I know, I know, I know. he's very I, handsome. Is he? Oh, you've seen him in person. He's dashing. Very muscular, right? Very thick. Uh, not thick, <laughs> but like quite a stance on him. So tall. yeah, of course. Like like Tall. almost built like a superhero, like so yeah, big. yeah, like thick. I guess it is right. Yeah, He's like yeah, it is and muscular and Veiny. also but also lean. 
How do you do it, Bob? Oh my god, he looks like a gorgeous in-person Mr. Clean, actually, because he's yeah. bald, too. And he's got a tan. He's got that middle. Yeah, Eastern. he's like gold. Yeah, he's got like yeah. an olive olive skin tan. Anyway. <laughs> he used to <laughs> so Robert Sal, the coach of the Jets, his kids used to be part of my kid he they used to be on the same football team as my kids, like a multi whatever, like a multi town sports league or whatever. And uh my husband was the first one to notice it and he tried to be cool about it and he wasn't at all. <laughs> and then I feel like obviously he probably realized that people knew who he was um, because then like it was like multiple fields in like this giant park, yeah. multiple fields of like different games going on. So he had he has like daughters and he has sons and they were all playing different sports. So there's like football and baseball and soccer and all this stuff, right? He would bring a folding chair and he would put it in the middle of like two different fields where like yeah. there's no parents there. Like he would just put it in the middle away from everybody to watch his kids play the different sports that they're playing. But it was very obvious that he was like isolating himself from everybody so that nobody would talk to him while no. while he was there watching his kids sports. But he was there watching his kids play these stupid little sports like that. Like my kids were on those teams. They're not very yeah. good. So his kids good are dad. Good, I'm sure his kids are amazing. Yeah, with exciting body. stuff because if one of his kids ends up making it to like the you know the official NFL or whatever at some point the official NFL <laughs> the, the official NFL I had a stroke <laughs> my brain stopped working if his kids yeah. become pro athletes mm-hmm. especially the child that was on Aiden's team yeah. he's in a, he's in a group picture with that boy oh good for you Very good exciting. for Aiden. Um, you know, other exciting news when, it, uh, as far as quarterbacks go, your guy Jalen Hurts signed the biggest contract in the history of the NFL, which is very exciting for his all-female management team. <laughs> I knew this was going to come up. I'm so excited. Okay, good for him. There's an Essence magazine cover <laughs> that was released, and you know, like nowadays, magazines just don't just do like the cover. They it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline also do like an interactive like a like a video whatever on instagram uh-huh. oh my god he's so attractive it makes me feel awful because yeah he's you know young. you know when you were graduating high school do you remember that his <laughs> mom his mom was picking him up outside of kindergarten <laughs> he came out of kindergarten he was lost <laughs> A little bit scared that he saw his mom and he ran up to her and he hugged her. (laughs) That is a man that you're talking about. (laughs) Well, the good news is that I wasn't doing very much different things as him because I was very sheltered as a senior in high school. So, Uh, Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, can we talk about succession now? Sure. Okay. Uh, last week and this week's episodes. So let's talk about last week's episode first. It was, uh, you know, the day after the the death of Logan Roy, and everybody's gathering at Logan's house. 
and uh, we get a very, very exciting. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a time to be alive for women everywhere, because Marsha's back. Yeah, very exciting. Marsha's um, the best. She's the best. Uh, it it was Marsha was back and she had her claws out. We haven't seen Marsha sass anybody in a couple of episodes because she kind of disappeared, especially after he started. Uh, Logan started boning Carrie. Yeah. Um. But you know she's there and Willa and she has this great interaction with Willa, where she's like, "Look how far you've come," and she says, and "Willa says, look at the both of us." And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> Look at you two. Amazing. And then she has that uh amazing scene with Carrie who comes distraught trying to get her gather her her things from upstairs. That was tough, says, man. I we called her a taxi to take her to the subway so she can go home to her tiny apartment. I mean my goodness. It's so mean. Uh, that and then, so I was like, oh, this is so tough. And then fucking Greg is like, oh, just classless. He's making little comments. Okay. Cousin Greg has evolved into a full, full scale piece of shit. Like, yeah. he is, like, you know, initially, like, when we all were introduced to these characters, we we're like, okay, so Tom is a bad person. Like, Tom is a bad person who pretends like he's a good person because he's an opportunist, mm-hmm. right? And, Greg is somehow like a thousand times worse than Tom. He is such a bad man. He's such a bad guy. Oh God. Yeah. That was great. Um the the officers, like the elder people that were just meeting in the China uh, when uh, Frank oh, is like, would anybody- Yeah, would would anybody like a look at the China? I love the elders, the elders talking to each other. I love the elders talking to each other. I love when they find the piece of paper and Frank is like, what if, what, or what is, it's a no, Carl says, what if it slipped out of your hand and fell into the toilet (laughs) and you accidentally flushed it? (sighs) I think Carl overall is probably... I mean, he's not my favorite character because he's, like, very much a supporting character. But I get so happy every time I see Carl. Because either Carl is going to say something terrible or Carl is going to get shit on hilariously. I know. So when when he's talking to Jerry, when they're talking about who should be CEO, and first of all, he's so dismissive of her. He's like, well, I guess you've already had uh, your your hand at the till or something or at at the windmill, sweetheart. And then she goes, yeah, it's, you know, I've led it. I've proven it uh, very successfully. And right as soon as she says very successfully, he makes this like face. He goes, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, what you did for cable news in the 90s. Amazing. I love it. I love watching them fight with each other. Just as much as I love watching Kendall, Roman, and Shiv fight with each other. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Um but in that episode, Kendall finds that there's a piece of paper that they find, and it says that Kendall Roy will be a uh, CEO. Logan at some point wrote it. But real, do you think he underlined it or do you think he crossed it? Damn, I was hoping that I would send this question your way. Because I'm not, it comes up. I think it depends on how, where the line, where you start the line, right? Because. It, the the line goes into his name at the end of it, like at the end yeah. of the name. Yeah. But if he's scratching, if he's if he's going the Urdu direction, you know the way that we write, <laughs> we go right to left. 
Yeah. If he's scratching right to left, then that's a scratch. But if he is going left to right, then that's an underline, I think. No. What? <laughs> no, that doesn't make there's no what are you saying? That doesn't make it's any the, sense. It's the Nobody, intention. Okay. I don't think that Logan Roy would like read a thing and then be like, yes, let me underline that. I feel like he would be like, I'm fucking scratching this off. He's not putting anything in there. Like he even writes Greg's name with a question mark next to it. Like, who the fuck is Greg? What do we do with Greg? You know? So yeah. I feel like I feel like that was definitely a cross off. Like I feel like he wrote the letter at some point and then he was and then Kendall went on TV and was like, My dad is a piece of shit. I hate him. Uh, and he should yeah. be arrested. And and then he or investigator, whatever. And then Logan was like, I'm gonna cross this off. And I think Frank was totally right to say, yeah, there were times that your dad did want you to be CEO, mm-hmm. but a lot of those times he did not because he thinks that you're an idiot. Yeah. But my question is, why would he keep the paper? Like, what is the purpose of keeping the to paper? To sow discord. <laughs> ah, Logan um, right. Yeah, I feel like that was just like a true Logan move to like just uh, make it confuse them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like what they did to Shiv in that episode where they slowly iced her out. Well, before that, what do you think about the other Shiv thing? Oh, of course. That she's pregnant? Yes. Very exciting. Um, Very exciting. But you could tell that, like, I just love watching the interaction between Shiv and Tom change as their own personal, like, dynamics change, right? Like, Shiv... Like, Tom is like, let me be kind to you or whatever. Tom is such a fucking snake. The whole episode, he's like, (laughs) he's like, I'm just here to serve. I'm just here to say, shut up, Tom. Um, And he's like trying to do that whole thing. But then when that guy is like doing that speech about what an amazing person Logan Roy was, you know, Tom is sitting there and making snarky comments about how he died fishing out his his cell phone from a toilet on a plane because... Carl blo- Carl clogged the toilet because he has uh, uh, what does he say? He says he has a, a um what is it a a steady diet of white bread and cheese. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, but the interaction is so interesting, and then like you know, Shiv has like an embarrassing episode. She hates it. She hates the fact yeah. that she has no control that episode. And, and the thing is, I think there's another thing about somebody like Shiv is that uh, when women are pregnant, we feel very much not in control. Nothing is in your control when you are pregnant. It is a very out of control feeling. So mm-hmm. I think that's another aspect of her kind of frustrations. That episode is like she is having to hold the secret and she can't talk to Tom about it and she doesn't really have, you know, um, any control about what's going on around with her brothers. She's going to getting iced out. But then that is why this episode on Sunday was so fun for me because Shiv, Shivy Shivy back on top, secretly dealing with people and making sure that Jerry and Carolina don't end up on the kill list, which is very exciting. I feel like Shiv had her uh, personal hand in that, making sure yeah. that that happens. Yeah. I um, I have questions about, well, let me ask you a question. There's that scene where she's talking with Madsen, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she's drinking and she gets offered cocaine. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And she says, okay. I, but they don't show her actually, you know, uh, doing coke. Yeah. They just show her like with it. Right. Yeah. Were you thinking like, I, I was thinking, well, how, how what's going to happen here? Like, it, does this mean she's keeping the baby? Does this mean she's not keeping the baby? Is that what was going through your head? Well, I, yeah, I was paying a lot of attention to whether or not she did the coke, which she didn't. Mm-hmm. The camera was on her for a while and you never yeah. saw her doing it. And yeah. she kind of played around with the bottle and then she just kind of put it back down or whatever. But the drink, I was like, what are we doing here? That's the brown <laughs> liquor. So yeah. I was like, I don't know if she's pretending to drink. I don't know if she's just yeah. like kind of playing along because she's also like fully aware of everything that's happening in this mm-hmm. trip. She's very like alert and on top of everything. She's very like, um, she's like, you know, she's doing her best Siobhan thing. Like even like when she goes up to Tom the next day and is like, these people are coming down off of Molly and their eyes are <laughs> dilated, their pupils are dilated and your shoes are too fucking shiny. And that's something you should think about. Your shoes are too shiny. It's a distraction. And then Tom flicks her earlobes. <laughs> it says they're chewy. Your earlobes are chewy and fat like barnacle meat. <laughs> It was such a wonderful interaction because I feel like they fell back in love. Yeah. (laughs) It was adorable. I was like, am I supposed to be? I was like, I I love this. Because even the the episode before, right, when when they're having that conversation on the staircase, I thought it was sweet. I know Tom is a snake through and through, but I think he was genuine in it. Like he was like, uh, what were you talking about when they were, when they first got together and she came to visit him? It was so sweet. it was, but that's the thing is I don't think that I don't think that Tom Tom only did that because Tom no longer has his protector. His protector was Logan Roy, right? Like he he dropped Shiv because he got the better Roy, right? He betrayed his wife so that he could have access to the better Roy, to the higher he got up on a higher uh rung on the ladder. He got on the highest part of the ladder that you can get on. So now that that was gone, I feel like that is why he was trying to get in with Shiv. And the thing about Shiv is that she is not going to like Tom until she feels like she is higher and better than Tom. And in in this episode with Matson in Norway, I think Shiv feels like she's back in control and that she's mm-hmm. better than him. And she's smarter than him and she has more power than him, which is why she is so into him again. Or like being so nice to him again in some way. And her way of being nice is actually insulting him. And I think he enjoys it. Yeah, I think he does too. I think he gets off on it. Um, you So you put their breakup solely on Tom. That's what it sounds like. Yes. Oh, come on. What about the what about the thing that he said um, in uh, on the beach in season two, right? What about the fact that she was, you know... Uh, cheating on him before they got married and she asked for an open marriage um that you know on their wedding night like you don't think tom is like a good guy at all i think tom is a sincere guy i don't think tom is sincere but i do think that i don't think that shiv is a good person for doing those things but Mm -hmm. i also think that tom knows who he's married to yeah I think the issue with Tom is that like you don't I don't think Shiv really knows who she's married to. I don't think that that there's a an honesty about Tom 
I think that that's what's shady about him. No, I thought he's a snake. But that's also why he's a very fun character to watch. I like that when that guy from like the Matson team met him, he said, "Oh, you're Tom of Siobhan. <laughs> 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 that whole interaction at breakfast with uh, what's his name, the guy, the little guy, Hugo, 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 and the and the guy goes, "Oh, whoa, buddy, save some for the rest of us." <laughs> it's amazing. Okay, I have a question. Um, what? Uh, did you think about this interaction at the end of the episode where I didn't realize that Matson was taking a leak yeah. when <laughs> Roman goes up to him and like basically goes off on him? Yeah. First of all, uh, Karen Calkin is amazing. So he was just so good. So good. And, you know, I, I, the, the, the three kids, right? You see different parts of their relationship with their dad and their personalities, right? So, like, I think, I think Roman actually genuinely loved his dad the most, mm-hmm. whatever whatever that means, right? Yeah. And I think he just couldn't hold back anymore. He was just like it was. He was coming from a place of hurt or whatever. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to like figure out for myself. Like, what's like what's a win for them? In terms of the business strategy, right? Do yeah. they just want to sell? Do they want to keep? Are they, if they are going to keep, are they capable of running it, right? Because I was also thinking, I don't know how many episodes are left. I think it's like three or four or five, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then the show's over. And I was like, well, what is a happy ending on this show for me? Like, do I yeah. want to see the kids all come together and like run this company and be successful? Do I want to watch them sell it? Do I want, do I want to watch them? just be completely out like what do i want um so that's what i've been thinking about that that entire scene was amazing because it shows that okay these guys are smart i guess i mean they're they've been around um roman and kendall they at least they think that they're very smart right but they get completely outflanked by this guy who is obviously much smarter than them like he knows the thing that they're doing so it was like suspenseful and exciting, um, but it was, I mean, I, I don't know. It was so good. I also, yeah, I love that we finally like Roman who's been saying like, no, I already pre-grieved and I'm fine and I've been coasting and it's okay for him to just finally go off and say like, you're the fucking reason my dad died. If you yeah. hadn't delayed all this and my, did, my dad didn't have to get on a fucking plane to Norway, he might not have died. Like mm-hmm. that is a really incredible like, thing for him to be able to say out loud and for like a realization for him to have and like why he's so anxious and upset about this whole thing um in terms of like what would be the happy ending of the show it's called succession so Mm -hmm. the idea that they would just like sell it and then like close up shop doesn't Mm -hmm. seem right to me like even if like if they sell it to this dude and then that's it. And then they just go off and do their own thing. Well, then you get rid of everything, right? Like you've gotten rid of your dad's his your dad's legacy. There's no more s- succession. You've already mm-hmm. uh, like separated yourself from it. So yeah. I think that the brothers coming together and saying, we're going to tank the deal and we're not going to take it. And we're just going to do our own thing and all this stuff like we're going to run it. Like Kendall's like, no, we can run it. We can do this whole thing. We can handle this yeah. whole thing. Like we can do whatever our dad, like Kendall, Kendall getting this like fire light under him of like season one, Kendall, 
-hmm. where he's like, uh, you know, even in the the way that this episode opened up of him sitting in a car and listening to rap music and stuff was like exactly season one, Kendall. So I feel like all of that is just him getting geared up to, as Kendall does, get really hyped up and then fuck something up again. So I'm just excited to see that. But I feel like the show has to end with them just running the thing and 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 the realization that you guys might think that you're better than your dad because you're like not as problematic as him but you have to realize that the succession is that you are now ceos of the pile of shit that has been making your dad money and now that's your pile of shit and like that realization for like even like like shiv right when they're asking her like we want to sell atn or he wants to buy ATN. Shiv is like, okay, then do it. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Like, why do you want to hold on to it? Yeah. But I think for for Kendall, he's just much more of an emotional person, and Roman as well. Like, I think that they just hold on to their dad's legacy a lot more deeply than Shiv does. Shiv view knows that it is like racist and problematic. She doesn't want to hold on to it, but she that's because she thinks that she's a better person than she is. Now, um, I think, yeah, so Kendall is, I think Kendall definitely kind of believes that he is like a, one of those main character type of people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he feels that it's his destiny to run this company. Oh, it's yeah, always yeah. Been his like destiny. he's Rhaenyra he's, Targaryen. Like he's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I, I love that that first scene because it, it was obviously like it was a, a direct callback to the, to the pilot episode. Um, but it, in this first scene, he was listening to the music um, out loud. And if you remember in the pilot, he was wearing headphones. Right? Yeah, yeah. He was wearing headphones. He was listening to Beastie Boys. And he was like rapping along with it because, I don't know, it almost felt like he was like embarrassed by the fact that he's this rich person who's listening to Beastie Boys to hype himself up in a yeah. certain way. Like he was like, but now he's like, fuck it. I am. This is me. This is I have been yeah. always been this person. That's the reason why, like in season four when he uh when they call him plastic jesus or whatever i think that's who he thinks he is mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um and then i think roman is the one that is the most it's weird because he he also says like the worst things he says like the thing that you're not supposed to say um all the time but i think he's also strangely like the most like tied to the family and also yeah. he's like the most sensitive honestly like he's more sensitive yeah. than shiv for sure right so even yeah. when um when Carrie's having her breakdown, he's like so, to Marshall. I know. He's like that didn't need to happen, right? And I think yeah. he realizes those things. Uh, Shiv is—it's complicated. I think Shiv is like obviously on paper. She understands the things that are wrong. She's actively worked on these political campaigns that are uh, liberal and that are you know that are quote unquote good from our point of view, right? Because they're like they're addressing things that marginalized people need to address, blah, blah, blah. Having said that, when it came time, when she thought that she was going to be CEO, when it came time to actually do the right thing, um, remember there was this lady who was going to be a witness against oh Waystar. God, yes. she and she tampered. went, she witness tampered. <laughs> yeah. And she, she like and, intimidated the, the witness to try yes, to. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's really bad. Yeah, exactly. So that, you know, yeah. They're just terrible. I, I don't know how to. I don't know how to describe them. They're terrible people, but I love all of them. Like I love so Kendall. I love Roman. I, I love Shiv. I love everyone. I love Madsen too. That fucking maniac. <laughs> it's his ma- That maniac sending his employee blocks of his blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
was such an amazing interaction. I love what's his name, that actor? Alexander Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Oh, God, I yeah. love him. He's so good. Saw his abs in this episode. Oh, yeah. I've loved him since he was Eric on True Blood. <laughs> <clears throat> I've loved him. What was he see him on? He was on this uh on this HBO miniseries where he played a soldier. Oh, interesting. I never watched Operation that Something Kill. Opera something kill. I don't know. All right. Anyways, well, he's very good. He's very good. Um anyway, any other thoughts about succession? No, I'm just very excited. I'm excited. I'm sad that it's going to be over. I don't know what's going to take its place. Um, I, I know we never talk about Ted Lasso on this on this uh, episode. Mm-hmm. But this season of Ted Lasso is not doing it for me yet. I can't believe this is the final season of Ted Lasso. I found it very, um, like I found it a chore to watch it. I didn't, it, I, it feels too goofy to me. It feels like they took all of like the good press that they got about being this positive show and they like really leaned into it to the point where it's like ridiculous now. It's just like almost like a parody of itself. It's like, yeah, I feel like all of the stuff that was good about the show was like focusing on the mental health stuff, but also mm-hmm. the fact that these are real people. Like I feel like suddenly that all of the soccer players are like almost like caricatures of themselves. Yeah. Everybody is just like, you know, all like Roy does is grunts, like all like all of everybody is doing very stereotypical things. Like I just yeah. I don't know, it's just weird. I I'm not loving this season and it makes me sad that this is the final season of Ted Lasso. Yeah. You know what I had I did start last night is it the final season of Barry. I got to start that. Oh my god. It is excellent. It is so good. So I watch that. Um that that is on right now. Uh, I don't know what's going to take on the place of uh, of Succession, I guess. I'm not certain. I think I that know. there's just a trailer for something that just came up, and I can't remember what it was. I don't but know. But it's going to be something sad, because that's usually what happens. Yeah. It's sad and comedy, then sad and comedy. So I feel like it's going to be something like that. Um, that's it for this episode. I'll be back later this week to talk about Summer House and Vanderpump Rules and Real Houses of New Jersey. And... Um, and go fuck yourself. Wow.